millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Behind the Business Curtain. I am your host, Ryan Hansen, and today we are joined by Robert Kennedy III, the president of Kinetic Communications, public speaker, uh, preacher's kid, so him and I will get into that as well. Let's do it. I hope you enjoy it. Robert, thank you for joining me, sir. How are you today? Fantastic, brother. How about yourself? I am also fantastic. We're pushing like 65 degrees outside, so even the flannel is uh, unneeded, and uh, it's getting warmer. Well, I don't know about that. It's not that warm for me, but uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> Where I'm looking forward. Where are you from? I'm in Maryland, man. Today Today's actually a, the warmest it's been in like two weeks. Today was like 48. And, uh, yeah, the past few weeks it's been 19, <laughs> 27, something like that. But, uh, we're, we're living, man. Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. Um, yeah, out here in California, we just, it doesn't even get that cold. So, um, this is going to be fun. I was kind of doing my homework before the show on what you've been up to. And, um, it sounds like we've got quite a bit of overlap just on the speaking side and, uh, I look forward to hearing your story. So why don't you kick us off by uh, kind of explaining what you do with Kinetic Communications and where you were, like the, the trajectory it took to get you to where you are now? Wow. So there are two uh, sides of our business. There is the B2B or business to business side and the business to consumer or customer side, B2B, okay. B2C. So Kinetic Communications really is that B2B side. And we work with organizational leaders and we teach them how to deliver critical messages with confidence. We incorporate business storytelling into that. So ultimately, it's really about how do you share a message that then allows people to move to action? That's the B2B side. On the B2C side, there is another division of our business called the Storytellers Growth Lab. And we work with online business owners or small business owners, teaching them how to grow their visibility online, especially using storytelling on video. So that's the, the storytelling and the communication center is the central piece of who we are and what we do. I love it. So let's put a pin in that because I definitely want to get some uh, tips for the audience on uh, impactful speaking in a virtual environment, which is something that yeah. we're all kind of stuck doing. Um, I also saw some secrets for communicators. That could be fun. 
Um, but like, I feel like you're selling yourself a little bit short because you're talking about small business, but you've spoken to the Coast Guard, the uh, Honey Walnut Shrimp Kings of Earth Panda, um, like and some other wow. big hitters. So tell me, yeah. like, there's no way you just started with them. How did that? How did that come about? So that comes about over time. Or and what it also comes down to is networking and maybe so a little bit of luck on the way. So with regard to the Coast Guard, I literally got I was on a one of those directory, one of those speaker directory sites. Yeah, uh, Gig Salad. It was. There you go. And I was I was just I put up my profile. And I got a contact from somebody and they said, hey, we need somebody to do uh, leadership training with our child development center. Mm -hmm. And I said, "Okay, cool. Here's what it would take. And they asked me, what's the budget? What's what's my fee? Gave them the fee. And they were like, "Okay." And so about two conversations in, they're like, yeah, this is for the United States Coast Guard. I said, oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, so that's, you know, that's how that came about. But, you know, the speaking thing, I originally started out, I was a teacher for about 10 years. I saw. And yeah. So I, I, I was a high school science teacher, physics and biology. I did that for a little while. And then I was in the online college. I was a faculty for an online university for two years and then moved into the training industry after that. So started to do a lot of work in on online course development. And as I began to do that work, started to make connections where people were saying, hey, can you not just build a course for us? Can you teach us how to do it? And so started to get some third party work contact companies saying, Hey, I'm here. I've got the skill set. I can teach for you or I can train for you. And the more that I started to do that, the more I started to get in contact with different companies who were then saying, wait a minute, that class that you did with us was amazing. Can you teach this other one? Can you, can you come and do a workshop on this? Do you do anything else? Do you do leadership? And of course, at that time in my career, I'm like, yes, I do it all. I do all of <laughs> Of course. Yeah. You want to talk about uh, uh, pottery? Let's go there. I'll figure this Let's out. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so that's kind of where, where some of the speaking and some of the engagements came in and, you know, just being in different online forums and connecting with different people, uh, you, know, you know, you make, you make your way through and do work with, you know, Barnes and Noble, Johnson and Johnson, um, speaking for AARP. Mm -hmm. Um, they, they gave me a t-shirt when I spoke at AARP and every time I wore it after that, my friends were like, golly, are you that old? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I, they, I spoke guys. They gave me a t-shirt. <laughs> kind of a big deal. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so uh, yeah, so that's been the journey, man. That's awesome. The How did the transition go? And this is a question specifically for those who are thinking about maybe a speaking career or starting to do public speaking on the side of whatever business they're trying to grow. Was there mm -hmm. a transition phase where you stayed in uh, as an educator while you started speaking and then made it your full-time gig or started uh, Kinetic Communications? How did that transition work? Yeah. So I didn't have the luck of some people. So I was in the state of Massachusetts when I was teaching in high school and also doing the online college gig. I okay. moved to the state of Maryland. And 10 days after I came to Maryland, I lost my job online. Oh, no. 
So yeah, so three kids under the age of five Yikes. at the time. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, you lose your job, you start doing some of the things that normal people do, right? Go to Monster, Indeed, Simply Hired, start putting out your resume. Mm -hmm. And I did that and I was getting no responses. I was yeah. not even getting interviews where they call me in and say, oh yeah, we, we you're, you're cool, but we decided to go with somebody else. I wasn't even getting those. I was just getting like silence, crickets, yeah. right? Nothing. And so, um, after a little while I said, okay, I've got kids, I've got family, I got to contribute here. And so I started to, um, look for, I, I, I was dabbling in the instructional design industry at that point. And I don't know what that so, means. Is that so building online courses pretty much? Oh, understood. Yeah. Yeah. So I was dabbling in that space and I started to, I got a couple of contracts building courses for a couple of universities. And I, I, after I got a few contracts, I said, Hmm, let's do this LLC thing. And so yeah. I started a company and that was my first consulting firm. We start, I started that and then that grew and then it grew until, um, I blew it up, not in a good way. It exploded and not, in a good, <laughs> and then had to shut that company down. And, uh, then after that, moved more into the consultant mm -hmm. teaching training space and that developed and that morphed into the keynote speaking and, and workshop facilitation. Outstanding. Okay. Um, so that was the transition into entrepreneur, but there was yeah. obviously this other company that didn't work out before. Yeah. I'm just out of curiosity because uh, I like online courses. I love it as a mm -hmm. source of passive income for people that have something worth sharing. Everybody's kind of making yeah. courses that may or may not be valuable to people. But um, right. what is uh, the best approach for somebody that wants to build an online course? I'm noting yours was mostly in academia, right? So it wasn't like, hey, I, you know. Oh, no, it, it wasn't all in academia. No, the, acad the academia was the minority. It okay. was like how I started, but then I started doing it for corporations. So I was in the building courses for the learning and development arm of, of companies. So Got getting okay. into spaces. So that was my first introduction to Panda, to Panda restaurant group. I was building courses for them. I built a course for them. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. What are some of the topics that those courses would have been on? A lot of compliance stuff, sexual harassment, um, mm, okay. you know, employee onboarding, uh, a lot of different internal issues. Some of it were, were leadership courses, you know, a lot of different things in, in that, re in that nature, in that regard. I was in, in corporate America for a decade before getting yeah. into marketing, which is where I'm at now. Um, mm. and it's never ending. If it wasn't HR rules coming out and they have to do courses yep. for it where you have to, you know, do the little quiz at the end. Yeah. Um, which were 90% of them were mind numbing. So I hope you are more engaging <laughs> than what I had to sit through. It never stops though, because there's always process yeah. change. There's always yeah. some new person in leadership and needs to include X, Y, Z. So I could see that as a, as a sustainable business model. That's, that's yeah, it, uh, it is pretty cool. And if you know what you're doing, you can stand out because when we talk about online courses in the corporate world, a lot of people say, uh, hey, we've got this 249 slide PowerPoint. Why don't we just put it online and put yeah. some buttons on it and then give it to the, the employees? They'll dig that. <laughs> and and have like, the automated oh, computer voice reading it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
Yeah. So Ask me I how I like, know what that feels like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was, I mean, I was totally against that. So when I spoke to organizations about, you know, bringing me on or, or hiring me, I'm like, listen, no, that does not engage people. That is not a way to, that's one of those things where you can put a nail upside down on a desk and, and, and cause an employee to ram their head into it because oh, yeah. you are, you're, you're like, you know, you're, you're putting them to sleep to, and that's putting it mildly. So in some of those conversations, organizations began to say, oh yeah, well, okay. Can you teach us how to do it differently? What, what do you think? I mean, uh, and I'm saying, well, this is really about, this is simply about communication. Mm-hmm. When you connect with people, when you communicate yeah. with people, you want to relate to them. You want to have them uh, have, you know, ha- have some paths, a journey that they're going on. How do you do that in the online space? They're like, oh, okay, tell us more. <laughs> so yeah. that's where the training and the workshops started to come about as well. All right. Last fun story about that one from my own experience with those courses was when we found the ones where they put the automatic next. So after, you know, it's done reading, it would automatically go to the next one. We all knew we'd we'd task one person on the team to actually listen and pay attention, note and take screenshots of the quiz so that we could just like set it the evening before the next morning, just go in and do the quiz real quick. So, um, I I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's, yeah. it's mind numbing. Um, yeah. okay, cool. So your business now, what's the mm-hmm. ideal journey of a customer? If they want to reach out to you, I, I want to know both, like, what are the, the hot topics that you enjoy talking about the most and right. how do they engage you for that? So these days, uh, it's a little bit different than it was even two years ago. These days, okay. I get a lot of questions are saying, Robert, oh my gosh, we have yet another Zoom meeting and our CEO, our manager, our VP, they stink. They think they're good, but they're not good on on these meetings. And, and you know, nobody's paying attention. Cameras are off. And uh, when we're done, we're all kind of like, golly, that was insane. Why, why, why did we go through that again? <laughs> and so can, can you help us with that? Can you help yeah. us make that more interesting? And I'm like, yeah, there is, there's a technique to it. There's a technique to engagement, not just in the online space. There's a technique to engagement in the in-person space. Yeah. And the thing that the pandemic did was expose some of the bad behavior, the things that we were getting away before you're in, you're in the conference room. People can't put their, put a bag over their head, but online they can turn the camera off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, let's redirect or let's correct some of those messy things that we were getting away with before and really start connecting with people intentionally. Both of us were raised as PKs and yeah. I'm sure that you, as well as I have seen examples of good preaching and not great preaching to where the content might be the exact same, but there's yeah. a way to engage and a way not to. I'm not saying CEOs should preach like a pastor. However, yeah. um, everybody can kind of picture that like snooze fest versus something that's engaging. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. With the exact yeah. same topic. So 
Yeah, I have this really, really quick story about a pastor that came to our church and he preached a really good sermon in 15 minutes and then he spoke for 45 more. Yep. (laughs) Oh, it happens. It happens. A lot of books seem to be laid out that way too. You get the meat all in the first couple chapters and then it's like, it just starts rehashing it for the rest of the the, the way. Like, okay, time to move on. Excellent. Um, So let's step uh, back into what we were talking about. The how do they engage you? Is there like a discovery process of like, tell me about your organization? What, what's next? Mm -hmm. So somebody, it really depends on where they got to me. If there was an introduction, mm-hmm. somebody said, hey, via a warm email, Robert's your guy. Then we hop on a call, we hop on Zoom, we hop on something, and I'll say, okay, what's what's the main challenge that you're experiencing right now? And they'll say, our challenge is this. And I'll ask, well, can you give me an example of that challenge and why? And quite often, when we get to the end of the conversation or halfway through, they'll realize that the challenge that they thought was a challenge really wasn't the challenge. It's another challenge. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. It's something else. And so we start walking through that and I'll say, okay, cool. Here's a workshop or here's a, a talk, a program that we have that can address that. And so okay. now we begin to talk about, okay, how many people are on your team? Who are the people? Um, how long do you want this to be? And once we do that, and we kind of hash that stuff out, then it's we're, we're moving into, okay, cool. We'll draft a proposal and then we'll talk about budget and all of that kind of stuff. Here's what our normal rate is. Mm-hmm. Here's what our normal fee is for these workshops for like a full day versus yeah. a half day. And then here's, um, you know, let's talk about what you need. Got it. Uh, some of those challenges that they're facing, is it organizational change? Is it teaching their salespeople how to speak to customers on Zoom? What are some of the challenges that they're trying to overcome? Those are some great ones. Yeah. One of the one of the ones that we get often is we've got a call center in another country or we've got these people that are not sitting in front of us and they represent us. So how do we help them to communicate and connect with our customers effectively? Totally. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, we we get that about leaders in organizations. Okay, we feel like there's a bottleneck of information. People we're sharing all this data, we're sharing all this information, and yet we're not seeing the 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 quickness or the efficiency of yeah. results that we want. Um, what do you think is the problem? Well, the people that you're speaking to, your audience, isn't getting the same information that you think you're transmitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or it's filtered so, through things that are right. skewing it. We're playing telephone incorrectly. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So you you think it's important to share all of the data, but what's really important is to for people to understand the experience and who it affects and some of the emotional things in it and you're leaving all that out. Got it. So those are some of the things that we we help solve. Beautiful. Um what are some of the barriers or the bottlenecks that you're working through as a business? Uh, on our side or on the side of our customer? On your side. On your, so well, just as it, as it relates to the audience, they're trying to build their businesses. We can always glean uh, yeah. wisdom from those that have started a company like yours. Yeah. Well, the, the hardest thing often is the marketing side of things. Mm. So, yeah. um, you know, you've got so many different people saying, yeah, we're a marketing guru. We're, we're on social media. We're this, we're that. And 
you can spend thousands, tens of thousands of dollars um, paying somebody to get your followers up on Instagram <laughs> or LinkedIn or whatever and see no tangible results from it because they got somebody, you know, you, you've got followers that are like in, I don't know, Bangladesh right. or Turkey or something like that. And you're like, dude, I'm in, I'm in Maryland. Um, it doesn't this, move the know, needle. Yeah. Right. Right. It's, it's so, smoke. Yeah. It's fake. Yeah. 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 So, so you really have to kind of understand how you want to help people. Mm -hmm. And who are the people that you can help? And so really hammering out your target audience um, as early as you can is, is helpful. And I know in the beginning, it's hard to hammer that out. It's hard yeah. to really figure out who that avatar is. And so at some point you realize it's not so much that you have to have one target audience. It's that you have to know who your target audience, maybe plural, is, target audiences are, and then create uh, communication or marketing that speaks directly to them. Individual campaigns to those Correct. different target audiences. Yeah. Correct. That's the yeah. same process we take people through through for our marketing uh, discovery. Yeah. So it's that brained up. Mm -hmm. What can we do to help people? How do we, what message to who on what medium, how often yeah. all of those things, that strategy, half yeah. the time that strategy session is the closest thing that folks have to an actual business plan too. And right. they're like, oh, we never thought of it like this. So yeah. I, I'm glad you said marketing. Cause yeah, that's yeah. a, that's a choke point for a lot of folks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's always changing because, because the, the market is changing because the, the social media is changing. You know, mm -hmm. we're at the space now where for the last, you know, decade, Facebook ads have been it. You know, before that it was like, Oh, got to get Google AdWords, you know, you ad sense. And now people are like, wait a minute. I don't know if I want to be on Facebook anymore. Yeah. So now you've got to start thinking, okay, what's that next thing? Where's that next space that my audience is or that they're planning on hanging out so that I can reach them there. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. That's why I like the podcast medium because you that's yeah. owned content versus a leased audience. Mm -hmm. um, you and I will forever have the link to this and we could send it out to whoever wants to learn this. Um, yeah. Building an email list is critical because we're quickly going to start. Well, we're already seeing Facebook ads like yeah. bang for your buck is pennies compared to what it used to be. Right. Um, same with Google. So yeah, things are changing. Web three is going to change things. So an yeah. owned audience is far more valuable in my opinion, which is absolutely why I like networking this way. So, um, any final words of wisdom or ways that people can engage you before we jump into the speed round? Uh, wait, I'm easy to find Robert Kennedy three on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, where else am I? Oh, I just opened up a TikTok account. Shh, Ooh, good for you. <laughs> I'm not brave enough yet. <laughs> but, but but I'm I'm real Robert Kennedy three on TikTok. Some dude got Robert Kennedy three, and he has not been active since like 2017. Colin, so I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I don't know. I'm a little bit upset at him. He's not responding, and the TikTok mm. folk won't 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 like shut him down for me. But yeah, so I'm okay. I'm easy to find. <laughs> cool. I'll put all of those links down below. Also yeah. to uh, robertkennedy3.com. That's where people yes. can find your website. Um, perfect. Then I will switch us into the speed round. These are short questions for short answers that I ask every guest that comes on. Uh, let's start with what is one thing that business people and entrepreneurs should stop wasting time on? 
I'd say TikTok, but you just signed up for it, so you can't use that. <laughs> well, wow. What is one thing they should stop wasting their time on? Man, you know, I think the biggest thing is trying to do everything yourself. Totally. Trying to do everything yourself. I mean, if I had to give advice uh, to a mentee, a business mentee, I would say, listen, as soon as you are able, get help. Bring on a virtual assistant. Bring on somebody Mm -hmm. to help practice your delegation muscle. Yep. Yep. No, fantastic answer. Uh, Next question. Let's talk about um, what is one thing that you hate doing that you have to do anyway? You know what? I'm a speaker. I don't particularly like having to create speeches. (laughs) The process of, yeah, I mean, I, you know, somebody, yeah, I can give, I can give them, I can give them, but the the preparing the slides, preparing all of that stuff, um, not necessarily fun, but I have to do it. Yep. That's important. Um, Next, what is your favorite way of taking in new information? So books, audiobooks, podcasts. Uh, talking to people, humans. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I, I'm, I'm one of those people. I don't stick with one way of doing things. I kind of like to recycle. I, I, I go through spurts. And so I go through spurts where I'm reading like crazy um, yeah. physical books or books on my Kindle. And I would say if I had to put a percentage, that's probably the biggest mm-hmm. thing. But, you know, I, I'm also I'm also my wife says I, I just have a lot of random information in my head. That's because I'm always exploring different things. I'm exploring apps. I'm buying stuff on AppSumo. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm exploring things. And sometimes I will go, I have this new app that I'm checking out called Headway, where it gives you like 15 minute summaries of yes. books. And so that's kind of how I'm taking in some information <laughs> these days as well. So yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. I think that I was just talking to somebody about this. Um, maybe it was a different guest, but there's a a pressure that's been put on people that they're supposed to be reading five. It was, it was Andrew Cordell. He was on, I think the last episode that I aired. Um, Mm. He he said it perfectly. And I I never realized this, but he's like, there's so much pressure on people to read. Like, is it to post on social? How many books you're going through? Like 10 books this month. I'm like, I don't have time to do that. And then (laughs) there's also, also giving mental permission to somebody who's a finisher. So like, it really bothers me if I start a book, it's boring or I got what I needed out of it. I still feel the pressure to finish it where it's like, no, yeah. just put it down. You're fine. You got it. You got what yeah, you needed. Exactly. Go act on it. Implement it. You won. Um, yeah. But Headspace is cool because you get the Cliff's notes and yeah. you can you can get through it. But there's like a shame element in some of us. Maybe it's an achiever thing. Um, no, I mean, I used to feel it, but I mean, it's, uh, you know, I got to the place, I think when I realized that there was this book by Ray Dalio called principles and people were like, you got to read principles. You got to read principles. And I'm like, okay, let me go get principles. I get principles and it's this book and it's like 350 pages (laughs) and I get through like the first 40 and I'm like, um, when is this thing going to pick up? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And so I kind of scan through some other stuff and I go to the, to the table of contents. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And I pick out a few things that I'm like, okay, cool. And I put the book down because I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to read all of this stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. And don't feel guilty yeah. about it. It's okay. Nope. I know yeah. <laughs> when people do, if it's thicker than like that, then I'm like, yep. okay, I'm going to be speed yeah. reading this. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> 
Awesome. Um, yeah. Okay. So we've already talked about your favorite socials and where people can find you. All of those links will be below. Any yep. parting words for the audience? This has been fantastic, Robert. I appreciate it. Love it. Love it, man. Yeah. You know what? I, I would say two things. Number one, I'd love to invite people to join me in the Storytellers Growth Lab. We really work with people on telling their stories more effectively and creating visibility. And one of the things that I say to people at the end of every podcast episode, one of my podcast episodes is all of us have experiences that we go through. And sometimes we think that those experiences are meant to hold us back or they're meant to hurt us, but really they're there to strengthen you. They're really there to help you move to that next space. And so I want you to see your, your obstacles. I want you to see your blockers as your stuff because everything in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story and your story deserves a stage. So go on out and tell that thing. I, I absolutely love that. Um, it's very refreshing to hear that because we've been foster. Well, not we've been fostering. We've been living in a world where I increasingly see, and I don't want people to hear this the wrong way. I'm not denying trauma or personal issues that you got to work out through with a therapist or a pastor or somebody, but viewing those things as part of who you are is incredibly important for you to be able to say, okay, they can be addressed, identified, addressed. Now let's move forward identifying those and not letting them be that anchor that holds you back for the rest of your life and out the only things you talk about is this. And so I love that you said that. So fantastic wisdom. Um, Robert Kennedy, the third, thank you, my good sir. I appreciate it. I very much enjoyed getting to know you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was fantastic to be here. Sounds good. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for today. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Go reach out to Robert and get in touch if that is something that you need or you just want to ask him more questions. Until next time, see ya. 